Hello, I'm Dahlia. And I'm Alma. This is Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. Okay, so it's not lasers, but it is, I was going to say demonic possession, because I thought, because we have another movie we're going to discuss in a little bit, but we'll get to that later. Special bonus. <laughs> okay, no, but right now we're discussing what movie, Alma? Scanners. Well, it could kind of be lasers. Well, I'm not really, not, they don't use lasers, but if I, if I had mind control, I'd find a way to mind control lasers, so I can just go lasers, lasers. <laughs> yeah, and then you can do really cool stuff with your mind control, like in this movie, um, which is badass and everything. And it's great because I'm sitting right next to Dalia. We got to watch this together. Yay. And our sponsor for this episode. Do you like my voice? Oh my God. It's melodic. It's beautiful. I have, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm in a giddy mood because I am hy- hyped up on caffeine right now. We are sponsored this episode by Try Hard Coffee. And what coffee did we pair with this one, Alma? With this one, we have mind control. So Try Hard Coffee has a, uh, a what do you call it? A blend called uh-huh. mind control. And you could buy it at their store or you're at the, a cafe, or you can go to tryhardcoffee.com, order it online, they ship all over the United States, and it's really cool, really good coffee, and thank you, Try Hard Coffee. Okay, so yes, Dahlia is going crazy with caffeine, so we, we need to get into this, so I can yes. like burn off, do you burn off caffeine? How does that work? I think you do, just like calories, like, like let's get it done before we run out of it. You know, right? I guess so. I did not have five shots of espresso this morning. No, you did not. I did. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, right away, we want to. I want to start talking about the the music in this movie was so fucking fun. It was very eighties sci fi. (laughs) I enjoyed it. It was intense at moments. It was just it like it went went good with it. It did. I love the whole mood of this movies uh, of this movie, and I we'll, we'll just get into it. I already did. Okay, well, let's get into it again with Alma. <laughs> Scanners is a 1981 Canadian science fiction Canadian? Horror. I was dying to say that because it's Canadian. Yeah. Oh, I remember that, but <laughs> I forgot. Did you tell Sean? Not yet. He can hear it when he listens to our episode. <laughs> from his people. My husband's people is from Canada. <laughs> it's directed by David Cronenberg and stars Stephen Lack, Jennifer O'Neill, Michael Ironside, and Patrick McGowan. McGowan. Yes. So... Um, this movie has one of the best opening scenes. So what I'm going to do is I'll read a little bit of the synopsis and then we discuss. Let's do it. We discuss. In a shopping mall. Oh, shit. Another shopping mall. (gasps) Chopping mall? Shopping mall? In a chopping mall, homeless (laughs) social outcast Cameron Vale telepathically causes a female gawker to have a seizure before being chased down, sedated, and captured by a private military corporation called Consec. Okay, so he's just like, he wanders in. Well, first of all, okay, so it says Gawker. So he is, he uh, is they describe him as a homeless man. Um, he, first of all, he doesn't really look like, no. like 
Well, here's the thing. I'm not saying um, that unhoused people have a certain look, but the reason I'm saying that is because this woman mm -hmm. starts talking really rudely about him because he's, quote, homeless. I'm like, lady, how did you even know that? He looks like a man wearing a jacket, and yeah, he's eating food off of other he's people's. He's eating food off of people. But he yeah. doesn't look leftovers like anything other than a dude who's walking around eating other people's leftovers, and she's being so ugly. She's But she's saying it in her head. Yeah, in her head. She's thinking this along with the woman who she's sitting with. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he hears all of her awful thoughts, and then he starts to, like mind meld with her and he makes her have this like a seizure or something seizure. i thought she did really good yeah. with her seizure i was like this woman was was great her 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 woman friend that she was sitting with was like she didn't make it seem like it was as important <laughs> she's like help so he doesn't know well he knows he's doing it but he has no control over it i guess is the thing mm -hmm. he doesn't have mind control yet mm-hmm See what I did there? Mind yes, control. mind control. <laughs> so when he's captured, he's like all tied up and everything, and they put him in super white. And then enter um, the dude comes in like this. What dude? The dude, the the guy, like the boss guy, whatever the hell his name is. What was it? <laughs> it doesn't say in here. Dr. Ruth. Dr. Oh. Ruth um, comes in. Dr. Ruth talk about sex? He does? Dr. Ruth. Talk about sex, baby. Dr. <laughs> Ruth is yes. a sex or, or, or yeah. psychologist or something, right? Yeah, I did say that yesterday and I completely forgot. <laughs> so Dr. Ruth is explaining to him. The birds and the bees? Uh-huh. The birds and the bees, <laughs> what his mind powers are, then that they have a medication that is injected that will, um, like, ease his mind so he doesn't have to hear all the voices. He tortures him, right? Like, he... Let's all of these random people into a room who sit and are just in a room with him. And there's like, they're just strangers and all of their voices he can hear. And it is so overwhelming to him. Like he's an empath. He can hear and feel everything everybody's thinking. So, yeah. So what he does is he ties, um, what's his name? Um, Mr. Vale. So he types, uh, he ties up Vale to a bed and then in this middle of this warehouse room, a big room, and then he has strangers, like a whole bunch. And I'm going to say 20 strangers come in. And these strangers were basically paid to sit in chairs and just sit there and Not think. Talk. And think. Mm -hmm. um, they don't know. I don't think they know that part. But here's the thing. So he's hearing all their thoughts. And that's torture to him because he can't shut it off. And uh, the Dr. Ruth is trying to get him to have control over it, like to turn it off. So how does he do that? By fucking torturing him by having all these people in there thinking and what i hated about this is because he's obviously having a very physical visceral um violent uh, violent uh, reaction mm -hmm. to all these thoughts and these bitches and assholes that are sitting there they don't they have no reaction no reaction they're just sitting there and he is just it was it was kind of sad. He's tied like, up to a fucking bed, and these people are just watching, and their thoughts are like, "Oh, well, at least I'm getting paid for this." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" They're what? They don't know what's going on with this dude on the bed. No, nope. all they see him is his his body convulsing and all this shit. And then fucking Doctor Ruth comes in and he gives him a shot of the ephemeral. That's mm -hmm. the name of the drug in the movie, ephemeral. Okay, so he um tells him about a malevolent underground ring of scanners led by a man named Daryl Revick. Or is it Revick? I don't remember. Revick. A former mental patient who trepanned his own skull to cope with an uncontrollable stream of thoughts, which also drove Vale 
insane. Those are the I'm just quoting the words that yes. they used here because some of that doesn't sound very nice. Yeah, we're we're reading directly from here, so uh-huh. excuse that language. Uh, but yeah, so scanners is what they call the people who have like they can, telepathic, telepathic, yes. telekinesis. Yeah, telepathic. and also psychotelekinesis. And some, yeah, uh-huh, some people have better yeah um, powers, and they call these people scanners, which is kind of cool. Like and the that's name. the name of our movie. Yes, I like the cool name that they have for these people, and he is one of them. And the government, or is it just this organization, knows every single scanner that exists, and they're constantly looking for more scanners because they want to use them to their advantage. Uh, yeah, the fucking government. You uh-huh. know, they do. The government. Mm-hmm. Government. Okay, so they do show a video of a young Revic at some point where he um, had drilled a hole in his forehead to stop the voices because they were they're constantly hearing everybody's mm-hmm. thoughts and it is just it's just it's like physically mentally exhausting for them um just trying to lead a regular i don't life. want anybody hearing my thoughts yeah because yeah, be my funny. thoughts are pretty stupid and sometimes <laughs> i have scary ones i do okay so revic who is killing all opposing scanners infiltrates a concept marketing event and telepathically causes something oh to happen we'll talk about security head so so this guy is up on a stage and he calls people up because they're looking for scanners and he said okay try to see if you could read my thoughts and so he's sitting side by side revic who we don't know yet well revic doesn't say that the dude says i'm going to read your thoughts yeah he says i want to read your thoughts and revic is the one who he asked to come up on stage with him which is a random volunteer a random volunteer and so he starts um his face (laughs) it's like his o face basically yes um they're because they're both the dude that's sitting up there reading revic's mind is uh reacting because he's trying to read his mind but then fucking revic we start noticing Mm -hmm. is also doing some fucking scanning of his own and revic's face is very o face he looks like he's he's having a great time yeah it's not just like an (laughs) evil face it turns into like he's enjoying it and then it's just getting worse and worse. I mean, this is a really intense... It's a really good scene. ...scene, staring at these two men and watching Revic up on the stage. And then all of a sudden... Oh, my God. The the guy, the the, the administrator on the, on the stage, his head just <laughs> fucking explodes. It's great, guys. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my gosh. You need to watch it. If you haven't watched this movie, watch it. This doesn't spoil it because this movie's from, like, what, 1981 or something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think everybody knows about this scene. But it's just fucking beautiful to watch it, watch it, just to watch it up on the screen. And it's beautiful. And just this is practical effects. And that's what I fucking love about this. The practical effects of this time. Yeah, sometimes they look hokey and all that, but that's what makes it fun. But this one isn't very hokey because they do a quick enough shot. They don't zoom in or do anything Mm -hmm. to where you see like a lot of it. It's, It's the right amount of time on the screen for you to see a fucking head explode and it's beautiful yes and so he just kind of like uh, he's trying to escape on out of there and he gets <laughs> arrested by them but it, he kind of has a smile on his face he does. Like, this was part of his plan mm-hmm. go ahead and arrest me yeah. you can't stop me and um he is taken away because it's not like he can be controlled anyways he knows yeah. he has a plan he's like he yeah take take me to your secret lair come on come on do it let's do it and then he gets in the van they drive him off and then he fucking ends up just uh using his mind control to like fuck with them all 
kill some, you know, does he, does he let one survive or does he end up killing them all? Um, what he, okay, they were supposed to inject him and instead he mind controlled one of them to inject himself. Mm-hmm. So they think he's um, like under, they think he's under their control. Like they've shut him down. He can't scan anyone. And then he causes like a chain reaction to happen where one vehicle uh, crashes into another mm-hmm. one and explodes and it explodes. Explode. <laughs> And then he kills everybody in the car. Um, Trigger warning on this one for suicide. But in this film, it happens Mm. a couple of times that they do it using their scanning powers. And um, is it scanning powers? Yeah, I guess it would be scanning powers. They're scanning powers. Yes. So when you say scanning, though, when we say scanning, instead of scanner sounds like what we're talking about but scanning sounds like you know when you beep at the grocery store beep mm-hmm. for some reason i'm thinking beep yeah we took over that word and we ruined it for this movie because Sorry. we use it for something else <laughs> but it's, i think it's kind of cool because i imagine in my head like they're doing like this scanning from head to toe uh-huh. which all they're doing is just reading reading all their thoughts yeah Okay, um, let's see here. Consect security head Brandon Keller advocates shutting down Consect scanner research program, but program head Dr. Paul Ruth, who believes the scanner's ability are the next stage of human evolution, disagrees and says the assassination demonstrates Revic's danger. He wants to catch Revic, and he's going to use Mr. Vale um, to his advantage. So Mr. Okay. so Mr. Vale, as you know, doesn't have control over his... Powers. I wouldn't say powers. I like saying powers. Yeah. Over his powers yet. But that's what is so weird about this. So he just like, yeah, you don't have control over your powers or anything. So just go out there. Just mm-hmm. go. Go. He 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 yeah, trusts he or expects that it's just gonna go right. And he really wants Revic to be caught. Dr. Ruth wants Revic to be caught. So he sends out someone who doesn't even know how to fucking use his powers. Yeah, I think the that only thing he has to his advantage at this point is that Revic and the other scanners do not know yeah. that Mr. Vale is a scanner. Yeah. But when we see through the movie, is mm-hmm. they know each other. They can figure out who's a scanner. Yeah. They just have to be like in each other's presence. The only reason they couldn't do Revic because Revic apparently is like really super high up on there. Like he's got like yeah, he's mega hidden. Control. He uses all his scanners that he's recruited to keep him safe, but also to continue his plan. Uh-huh. Now we see Doctor Keller, and this is a guy over at Consec with Doctor Ruth. Doctor Keller is working for Revic. He's a mole, okay, and he lets. Is he working for him or with him? He's working with Revic. But he's working for Dr. Ruth. Okay. Because they're doing that in secret. So he's got his like um, spy shit going on. Revic dispatches assassins to follow Vale as he visits an unaffiliated scanner named Benjamin Pierce. Unaffiliated? Affiliated Mm -hmm. with who? (laughs) So weird. (laughs) A successful and yet reclusive sculptor who copes with his abilities through art. Dahlia was looking him up because is that the guy who's... No, no, no. It's the... It's the... It's the... um... Mr. Vale. Mr. So Mr. Vale, I mean, look, here's the thing. I'm not talking shit about him because he was great for this role. I actually think he was great. He has these, these intense eyes and his movements and everything. He does have very intense eyes. But he's not really an actor per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I decided to look him up. He's a painter. He's a fucking, like, real, like an award-winning painter. He's, he's a, a talented artist, this dude. And that's why I thought it was funny 
when he goes and visits a painter, a sculptor. The other guy isn't. The, in real life, mm-hmm. he's not a real sculptor or painter. But in the movie, he is. So I'm curious. I didn't even bother to look it up. I'm wondering if they were showcasing some of Mr. Vale, the actor's real stuff on there. Because the fake, like the fake painter actor, I know I'm confusing you guys and I apologize. <laughs> but the scanner who is in hiding, mm-hmm. he paints and he sculpts to keep his powers under control. That's yeah. how he keeps his powers under control. And that way he doesn't, he, when he's concentrating on his painting and his sculpting, you know, he doesn't hear people's thoughts. He doesn't have all this shit going on. Um, Mr. Vale goes to visit him and- By scanning someone. Yeah. And this is how we know that their scanners can find each other out very easily mm-hmm. because a woman turns over to Mr. Vale and does a face and it's like, she's a scanner too. Mm-hmm. They all just know each other, but he's able to pull that information out and find out where the sculptor is and to go visit him because he does know where Revic is. The sculptor knows where Revic is. That's who they're Revic. trying to get to. And, um, Mr. Vale goes and visits him and he's got all this even more art out there. And there's like a giant sculpture oh my of, God, a head. of a head. How did they make that? They I'm, made that for the movie. They That's had to cool. have, yeah. And every piece of art is real trippy and mm-hmm. it's, it looks awesome. It's I really love it. Good. There's like twisted um, formations of bodies. You know, everybody's intermingled together. Love it's it. like they're trying to, to show that this is like um, like him a and all his mind. Yeah, and then he's like, <laughs> You know, and it's just really like the tortured artist. And he acts very good. <laughs> but guess who's on their trail? Revic. Yeah, Revic's dudes <laughs> show up and they they kill the sculptor. They yeah, that was really mean. That was really rude. For no reason. And Mr. Vale, though, does use his scanning powers to like kill two of them. Two of them. There was four of them to survive. Uh, but he causes one of them to I go just flying. did math. Why did I do math for everybody? <laughs> You said kill two of them. I said there was four of them. I did. I'm two sorry. Was two of them. No, but for real, because um, I guess it really doesn't matter, but at times they keep pointing out how many people are dropping, and it's like, well, why? They, this one, I can, it does only because I thought they all died. <laughs> I thought they all got killed in this scene because he threw them all around, but no, two of them ended up showing up later in, in a later scene, so that's the only reason we're bringing that up. But it was, it was very interesting this is where we see him start using, being able to successfully control his powers somehow. Mm-hmm. And this is when we got to see him, like, I don't know, he was doing it before, but I really like the face he makes when he's controlling people. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not people, but you know what I mean. Um, his eyes are just so intense. He, like, widens his eyes and he does, he does this eyebrow thing and it's just like, oh, okay, I see why they, they, they chose this guy. To, to play Mr. Vale because I don't know I just like his look when he's doing this remember I said I like his whole look I like his him and Revic even though Revic's you know quote unquote a bad guy I love I love their energy they're really putting all into their roles their here. facial expressions and everything because they have to it has yeah. to be the body language it has to be their face mm-hmm. because we can't see anything in action okay so Pierce that's the sculptor as he is dying Vale reads his mind okay and he and I like it the way he reads his mind and it's kind of like this dying Mm -hmm. voice that he hears because he's not speaking it's Mm -hmm. just like all in his head Uh, Pierce's dying um, words and learns of a group of scanners led by Kim Obrist Kim Obrist was a scanner that was at his art show Mm -hmm. and who opposed Revic's group so we have 
warring factions Ooh, of scanners. Fun. And we have the ones on oh, Kim Kim side, and we have the ones on Revik's side because Revik seems to just kind of want to kill everybody. Because well, why did he show up and kill this random scanner? I know. Well, here's the thing. He got good information from the dude while he's dying. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if he had been scanning me as I'm dying, you would have gotten nothing other nothing. than, ow, ow. this hurts. He's <laughs> Take me now, Lord. <laughs> no, I'm saying, you end this suffering now, please. Don't let hell be real. <laughs> Don't let hell be real. Shut the fuck up. Okay, so um, Vale tracks down Obris and attends a meeting. And this is good. This is great. It looks like a like a commune in some sort of cult. And <laughs> sitting around it's in the really circle. It's really weird. It's really weird. Because did you see how she came through the door? Mr. Vale shows up and, and then he knocks on the door or whatever. And you see her for a quick second and then she disappears. And then some other dude comes and opens the door. And then next time we see her, like just a few seconds later, she's by a dude's side. And I just thought that was really weird. So she came, looked, ran over to the guy and laid down or sat down next to the... Did, did you think that was weird? Yeah, it was. It was. I think it's like the cut scenes. Like yeah. they're putting everything together real quick. I know y'all don't understand what we're saying, but I just thought it was weird <laughs> the way they put this scene together. But it, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just a house full of uh, scanners. scanners. Yeah, And they're trying to hide, but I don't know how any of them hide because <laughs> everybody just gives up all the information in their heads yes. at every, every chance oh they get. Oh my God, this is so funny. So they end up getting in a circle having this, this scanning orgy, orgy brain scan, whatever you want to call it. And they're all scanning something. They're all trying to meld minds, you know. And that, for some reason, they do this, and it makes them vulnerable because the warring faction, whatever yes, you call people show up, guns a blazing, and they didn't know they were there because they're so interested in this brain orgy that they don't know what's going on outside of the orgy. Mm-hmm. And they get, they just start getting shot. They got up. killed, and, and they I'm just like, sit there. At this point, I thought maybe not all of them, but I know some of them have like telekinesis powers. Mm-hmm. But since they do nothing to protect themselves <laughs> at this point, I was like, I didn't think any of them could. Um, but later, this in this time, in this time right now, in this moment, Kim Obris does nothing to defend herself no. or to be um, offensive, trying to protect yeah, anyone no. or does anything on the defense. And Mr. Vale's the one who saves them by throwing everyone around. Mm-hmm. And when he throws them, he throws them so hard, he ends up like they, you know, crack their skulls and their blood and whatever. But um, it's interesting because I was like, maybe she's not a scanner. I kept doubting it mm-hmm. because she did nothing here. And nothing. they managed to get away but kill some of the scanners who showed up. But most of them got killed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of them in there and they just got murdered. They just. Oh, it was really interesting though because I guess they were all connected still somehow when some of them started dying. And Kim's like, I know what it feels like to, to die now. Because she was connected to, uh, you know, brain-wise to someone else when they died. Oh. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yep. Okay. So, uh, Revik is using... Revik. Is <laughs> okay. So, let's see. Okay. Vale learns of a pharmaceutical company, Biocarbon Amalgamate, which he soon discovers Revik is using to distribute large quantities of ephemeral under a concept computer program called RIPE. That program used to be owned by Consec. See how it kind of gets like really like intricated, intricate here, the plot and everything. But basically at every scene of this movie, they get more information basically by reading everybody else's minds. Yeah. 
maybe they should have taught these people to like block their minds like Harry Potter style. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, anyway, they should have learned as scanners to block (laughs) other people from reading their minds. Yeah, basic shit. Basic kindergarten shit. Yeah, Yeah, just block your, put up a brick wall like in the movie The Village with, um, he starts building the wall to try to keep the Well, I told Alma that I would just be thinking over in my head, penis and vagina, vagina and penis, penis and vagina. (laughs) I don't know what I would be thinking, but that's all I'm thinking That's that's the only thing I could think of that would be like someone wouldn't want to listen to my brain. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, she's like a 12-year-old boy going through puberty. Why are they just like, they give up all their most top secret information while they're dying? Oh, I work for a secret faction. Insider with Revic. He is located at 214 8th Street at approximately 340. They're just giving up everything. Oh, Lord. And everything they learn, they store it in their mind base. Everything is just like permanently there or something. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Because I made a joke about... um, when he relays the information back to Dr. Ruth, Dr. Dr. Ruth, he's obviously not working for Dr. Ruth. I think he's just trying to learn stuff and then is kind of on Ober's side right away. Mr. Well, vale. The, Mr. Vale, yes, right away with Kim. They're like they're like buddy buddies and they know they're on the same team because I guess they can read each other's minds so they mm-hmm. know they can trust each other and all that shit. And then Dr. Ruth... I like saying Dr. Ruth because I keep thinking of the fucking sex chick. Um, and uh, so Dr. Ruth. Are, is, he are is we, Dr. Ruth. No, 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 I, I know, but not the sex chick, though. Uh-huh. Um, Dr. Ruth, are we at the part yet where we find out that Dr. Ruth is like, well, I mean, we always kind of knew he wasn't really a good guy, but like. Yes, he, uh-huh. we've, we've, we've figured that out just from him. Uh, reading everybody's fucking minds all the time. Yeah. But from the beginning, you knew that Mr. Vale was going to be on his own side for yes. his own interest. Okay, yeah, I gotcha. Mm. Injecting someone with medication doesn't seem like a good idea. Working secretly for a military mm-hmm. faction isn't a good idea. Um, trying to find somebody to build up an army, never a good idea. Yeah. Like all the things that Dr. Ruth is trying to recruit him for mm-hmm. are things that I think most people would be like, this isn't a good plan. There's something shady going on here. Exactly. So at the military installation, whatever, biotech, whatever the fuck it is, so they're reading everybody's minds. Mm-hmm. I have to mention this real quick, though, because I found it very interesting. The uniforms of the security there oh, yeah. were very SS Nazi uniform. <laughs> I don't know if that was on purpose or what. They had Because um, like- if you're fam- I'm sure y'all are familiar with the Nazi uniforms. They were specifically, um, they had a look. And it sucks to say it, but they had the, the uniforms were nice. They were made to look nice because you know how they were all fucking fooling themselves and all that bullshit. So these guards have uniforms that look like the SS Nazi uniforms. I'm just they saying. look like bad they guys did. right they away. They did. They did. Um, but okay. okay. So Mr. We, vale yeah. and Oberst, Kim Oberst, return. Kim, because I don't know. I keep yeah. forgetting. No, because I keep forgetting who Oberst is. Oh, okay. Well, because they have a very distinctive last name. Very good with last names okay, when they're I'm sorry. different. Like, I don't think I know about I apologize. Vale, uh, Mr. Vale and Kim return to Consec to investigate, and Ruth, Dr. Ruth, admits that he founded Biocarbon Amalgamate and suggests Vale cyberpathically scan okay this is a word just for the movie scan the computer system to learn more okay Okay. guys this is so stupid it's cool no 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 okay well look the idea of it um 
Yeah, it ended up being cool what he ended up doing. <laughs> His explanation, though, was really stupid. Yeah. It sounded so stupid. He's like, you're just neurons, and a, and a computer is basically just neurons, and then you're neurologically, and he's all doing it. I was like, oh, come on, dude. You didn't have to, like, scientifically explain it when it's... She could have just said, because... I don't know if he could. I don't know. He could have just said, hey, try connecting to the computer. Okay, I'll try. Oh, wow, that worked. Okay, we're done. (laughs) Basically, he's saying because his mind is basically a computer and the computer is a computer and that the computer is basically a brain and he also has a brain (laughs) that they can cyberkinetically. Yeah, I don't know. um, Something here like that. He can read the computer's mind. So we're like, how the fuck are they going to show this? Okay, Keller, Mr. Keller. Now, he's the one from the beginning. He Working with Rubik. Yeah, with Dr. Ruth also, like secretly working for Rebek, but works for Dr. Ruth, attacks Kim and kills Dr. Ruth while Mr. Vale and Oberst are fleeing the Consect building. Okay, so earlier, um, Revik and Keller were talking mm-hmm. and Revik said, well, you'll have to kill him if you have to. And uh, Keller was talking about how only if he had to. So he walks up behind Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth doesn't know... Um, Keller's behind him. Uh, Keller kills Dr. Ruth, and it looks to me like he was really sad about it. Like mm-hmm. he, but he still did it anyway, so he's not like it's a, he's a good guy. But it pained him, it looks like to me, to have to kill Dr. Ruth. And then, of course, di- Dr. Ruth dies without ever knowing that Keller was working both sides yeah. the whole time, which is kind of cool. So it means that he never let himself get scanned by any of the scanners that mm. were that mm-hmm. they ever met up with. Okay, so what happens here is really interesting. This is when they flee, okay? So Vale gets on a telephone, like a phone booth telephone and cyberpathically hacks into the computer network through a telephone booth and downloads ephemeral shipment information directly into his mind. Okay, Keller responds by ordering the computer system be shut down while Vale is scanning it, hoping that he's gonna like harm him. and Or die, Okay, yeah. so Mr. Vale is on the telephone with Kim Obrist, okay? He's holding the telephone and then he's like mind melding with the computer system that he's hacking into just by thinking it. And they're showing this. Yeah. So he is... Getting all that logically, he's hacking. The, he's basically yeah, he's hacking, hacking the fucking it, system. But he's also connected to the computer system. Is what <laughs> Keller thinks right. in a physical manner. Yeah, that he thinks if we blow up the system, and he orders these computer technicians, yeah, by gun, yeah, to cause it to self-destruct, yeah, stopping the download, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then hoping that it'll explode Mr. Vale's mind. Explode, and he does cause some harm. But Mr. Vale is able to send his mind powers <laughs> through the telephone lines and computer internet. <laughs> oh, it's Which that was actually cool. That was cool that he was able to turn yes. it back around. I liked that. Yes, because he used his power. He's like, like fuck you. And shoots it back through the telephone wire and explodes a couple of the technicians and it kills Mr. Keller. Keller. And that part was really subtle because it just kind of exploded people into mm-hmm. the air backwards. I didn't know Keller was dead. Alma had to tell me because we see him... Uh, you know, explode into another room. But I thought it was just like a random, like dude, like that was in there. It, it didn't. It, it didn't. 
It didn't occur to you that he was. Yeah, it didn't occur to me that it was him. Sorry, like even right now I'm confused. I can't talk. Uh, it was, but the coolest thing happened because he does get injured, kind of like maybe he gets a headache. But know. the telephone itself starts to melt. Oh yeah, it's melting because the cyber waves went through it and was and it melted. That scene actually head. looked cool too. Yeah, the the telephone is like boiling with goo coming like out. Goo, like goo, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he gets kind of injured and him and um, Kim get away. Mm-hmm. They visit a doctor on the list of ephemeral recipients where they where they discover that it is being prescribed to pregnant women, yeah. causing their children to become scanners. And they figure this out because when Kim comes in the room and um, Mr. Vale goes off to go get information, she realizes that she's getting scanned mm-hmm. by the baby inside of a pregnant woman's yeah, belly. A baby was and scanning her. Whenever they get scanned, I think they play like a noise or something in the movie. So that we know it's happening. So yeah. that we know. But she knows it's not the mom. Mm-hmm. She knows it's the baby scanning her because they can't help scan mm-hmm. each other, I don't think. Well, especially a baby. A baby can't help it. Yeah. And so Revik and his men ambush Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim, uh, <laughs> Mr. Vale and Kim Obris, and then they get taken back to the biocarbon amalgamate plant. Okay, but real quick, mm. I want to talk about the ephemeral. So okay. they're yes. giving it to pregnant women so that the the babies inside of their their uterus, their uteri, is uterus uterus uteri? Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. And <laughs> in, in, inside these women, um, the uterus, the baby is hopefully mm-hmm. going to. Uh, I guess they they fine tune the ephemeral so that it can make scanner babies. Because before what they were seeing is they were, remember guys, thalidomide? This is like Mm -hmm. connected to thalidomide. Thalidomide in the 60s was being given to pregnant women for nausea, for their morning sickness. And what ended up happening was they started seeing all these birth defects Mm -hmm. in the women who were taking thalidomide. This is real world in the 60s, 70s, and then they end up suing the Germans and all that, blah, blah, blah. Ooh, Germans. Ooh. Ooh. On the nose. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyways. Um, okay. So here in the movie, ephemeral is kind of a lot like thalidomide. They were giving it to women for nausea, and then they started seeing birth defects. But some of those birth defects were, were more like side effects of becoming scanners. So that's why I'm thinking that maybe they fine-tuned the ephemeral so that it could weed out the birth defects and be more scanner uh, and side thereby, effects. Yeah, and thereby Creating secretly an building a army. An army. army. So they're secretly army. building an army. Now, when they're together, Revik is talking to Mr. Vale, and they he tells them that they're both Brothers. Dr. Ruth's... Dr. Ruth's... <laughs> They're brothers, brothers. <laughs> and they're Dr. Ruth's kid, boys. He's boys. He developed, He's daddy. And it's Dr. Ruth daddy. who developed ephemeral as a sedative for pregnant women. Daddy. Dr. Ruth learned about the drug daddy. side effect during his wife's pregnancy and made them the most powerful scanners in the world. In the world. So they're the most powerful scanners, which is obvious because they're just yeah. killing people. Yeah. Well, see, Revik also wasn't trying to kill... Um, no. Vale. No. He was trying to get to him so they can be together and be powerful duo, mm-hmm. brother duo. Um, he just happened to kill the people around him because he wanted to get to Vale. So obviously he's trying to build this army and take over the world, but Vale refuses to join the plot and angers Revik by accusing him of acting like just like his father. Mm. Okay, so the two don't here, ever tell anybody yes. that they're like their mom or their dad. Yeah, so he gets oh. pissed, and and Mister Vale is the one who 
first starts to scan. Oh my God, this is great. This okay, is he's so scanning good. his brother. Okay, so Revik is like, oh, hell no, bitch. I am going to scan you. No, but the, but Revik says, oh, we're going to do this the scanner way. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. oh my okay. God, that was so good. That so was so they good. are telepathically battling each other, okay? They are fucking like. They're just standing there. I wish and you they could both see has doing it. I'm doing Mr. Bill. I'm going to be Mr. Bill because I'm the good guy. You can be the bad one. Okay, I'm fine. Revik was pretty fucking cool. I'm, you know, I don't totally hate Revik here. Um, he he did. I think he's using his. He, well, he was fucked up by his dad, yeah. and then he was. Uh, I mean, what did they expect for him? And they, they he was the first basically scanner, the uh, first powerful scanner. Mm-hmm. Yes, they they experimented on him when they showed videos of him earlier when he was like younger in the hospital. He didn't look like he was like. Um, like wanting to do bad things he mm-hmm. was trying to stop it he didn't yeah. want these powers and they were purposely mm-hmm. psychologically torturing him mentally yep. and everything because they were experimenting on him mm-hmm. this is his child and so what his yeah. uh consequences as he grows up and he's 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 fucked up he will take over the world yeah. you know it's just normal everyday shit gonna he's try like to well i have these powers i'm gonna use them for you know for <laughs> to become and he powerful. does explain to uh mr vell don't do you remember Right here in this room, he asks him, do you remember anything before um, you were at, you know, before you got captured? Mm-hmm. And Mr. Vale's like, no, I don't, I don't yeah. have any memories. He goes, that's because dad put you to sleep and he kept you that way until he was ready to use mm. you as a weapon. Isn't that fucked up, guys? Yeah. So he's like, he doesn't have any memories from before this. And it's kind of trippy because how come it didn't get brought yeah. up? Like he doesn't know anything beforehand yeah. and all of a sudden he's just awake. But is highly intelligent, um, trying to figure out yeah. everything. Okay, See, that's so- why I'm not totally hating Revik here. I mean, did he kill some innocents? Yeah, that wasn't very nice of him. Uh-huh. But I get it. I get it. So they're fighting and battling each other, going but, back but with and their forth. mind, with their mind, and the practical effects here. I was like, oh, oh I got the heebie-jeebies <gasps> big time. Oh my god, because it looks so good. Their veins are all like bubbling up, and they start like bleeding from orifices or whatever. And did they bleed from their anus? I don't. I couldn't see. They never turned around. Oh. Okay, so I bet they were bleeding from their eyes. <laughs> so they're battling each other, and oh, Mr. Vale, his body catches fire, and I'm like, is he? What's the word? Emulating himself? Yeah, self-emulate. Self-emulating himself to to do what? I was trying to see what the point of see. Him doing I that thought was. at first I thought that Revik in unintentionally caught him on fire because he was but, um, firing stuff around him. But That's to what me, I thought. I, did, I thought he was doing it to himself because he looked like he was overtaking Revik uh, in the mind battle because he almost had like a smile on his face mm, like, I'm yeah, winning. Then when he did so that, So yeah. why is he burning himself like that? And then he is just kills himself, I think. So... Kim Obris wanders in the room and oh, finds this, fucking, this oh my burned God. body. This... This okay, woman. She was in that room next door, just right. sleeping. It, you guys, it was a it was a regular room next door. It wasn't like it was across the the warehouse, the hall, the doobie mansion. Doobie it was she's a just room. There was a door what? right there. You open it, and she's on the couch laying there. Yes, and she, she didn't just fucking wanders into the immediate adjacent door and opens it, and she, you know right away that it is Cameron Vale's body just completely um, burned up. And so she's kind of sad for a second, but then you hear his voice and he's in the corner, Revik. You think it's Revik. He takes off a blanket covering his head. And it's Revik sitting there. And it's Revik sitting there. He goes, ah, we've won. That's what he says. So what happened was 
Mr. Veiled took over Revic's body. He mind jumped. And mind jumped. He took over. He took over. He took it. He took over his consciousness. So she heard uh, uh, Veil's voice. And that's how she knew Veil was alive. And his Even eyes. though she was looking at Revic in uh-huh. front of her. And his <gasps> eyes are his eyes. This is where it's important, Valet, because you notice how intense his, his eyes, eyes were and everything. And this was um, Cameron Vale's eyes, his voice. They say in the, the movie notes that mm-hmm. his scar is gone and everything, so he's taking over his body. Oh, I didn't see the scar being gone. I, okay. I didn't really notice that part, but I did notice how intense his, yeah. his eyes were and everything. So he just says, we've won. So. <laughs> They fucking won. That's what but he did. I, That's why he oh he God. he destroyed his own body was because he he just, was he was gonna use Rebic, so he's gonna take over everything. Look or or he was his body was being destroyed and he jumped into Rebic and pushed Rebic out. Either way, either way, he, he still was won. really fucking powerful. He's and the most won, powerful. And now he's in Rebic's body, which is kind of interesting yeah. because like, are there gonna be? Any um, like repercussions because mm-hmm. they're gonna think or I don't know. But anyways, this is a good movie, guys. Mm-hmm. I have not seen this one in a very long time. I saw this when I was much younger, so it was really cool to see this now as an adult and being able to look at it through an adult's eyes and appreciate it more because I'm picking up on a lot more shit. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. Um, oh yeah, I would not have understood. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I really don't. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you. Some of this stuff, like uh-huh. the, the plan, it has like this, they have this whole intricate plan behind mm-hmm. the scenes that each person, each faction mm-hmm. is working on. And as a child, you would never be able to get, yeah. you'd just be like, what the hell's going on here? Why are they staring at everybody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I also, I, I, I read this quote from Cronenberg, which I found very interesting because he was talking about how we shouldn't, well, not we shouldn't, but like he doesn't look at his characters as good guys or bad guys or whatever. Like for example, Revic. Um, like I said, you know, I don't necessarily think Revic was a bad guy, um, but Cronenberg says that we need to be seeing his films from the point of view of the disease. So rather than looking at it from the point of view of like, oh, look at this dude's going around killing everybody, mm-hmm. look at the point of view of the disease. And what is the, the disease is the scanning powers, this, you know? Mm-hmm. And in Revic's case, it's, it's a, a situation he was put in that he didn't want to be in. He tried to get out of many times and just couldn't get out of it. And then fuck it, flipped it and reversed it all over them. Mm-hmm. Reverse Unud. And then he, Mr. Vell at the end, reverse Uno everybody. Oh my God. Because then he just gets to take over and do what, what he, yeah. the good thing, hopefully. And now he is the only Highlander left. Yes. There can be only one. I will. Speaking of of orgasms, um, <laughs> I always thought that. Um, what? <laughs> well, we were talking about the O face earlier. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. So I always thought the Highlanders looked like they were having orgasms. I did not get that, but I was very young and I really enjoyed it. Now <laughs> I think that if I rewatch it, you ruined it for me. They look like they're having orgasms when they Highland. They do, right, people? Okay, email me at nightmaremoviepodcast at gmail.com and agree with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that was our movie for our bonus, bonus this week. Episode. Sponsored by Try Hard Coffee. Thank and you, Try Hard. Mind Control specifically. They go right together. I think that's fucking genius. Yeah, so we got to do this. I just I know we said we were going to just go on and on, but mm-hmm. I just I do want to mention this real quick because we uh Try Hard Coffee was really uh great with us and they let us pick uh, a coffee to pair with the movie. And so last week was Chopping Mall and Mall Rat mm-hmm. and this week was Scanner 
and, and mind, mind control. control. So how fun is that? So how perfect yeah. is that? All so right. genius. Okay, okay, Alma. People want to uh, write me and tell me about the Highlander. Or you can tell her that <laughs> she ruined Highlander for me. Um, you can go to our website at nightmaremoviepodcast.com. Our email address is nightmaremoviepodcast at gmail.com. Um, our Twitter handle Twitter, is Twitter. at Nightmare on Fifth. That's five T H. And what's my missing? Oh, Instagram at Nightmare Movie Podcast. And now we have Patreon. Yay! I'm so excited because we get to offer you listeners some really cool shit over there. So you go to patreon.com slash nightmare movie podcast. Like everything else. Look at that. Mm-hmm. It's so like we, easy. We, yeah, so easy. So easy. So go over there and you don't have to um, become a member. You can just share our podcast with all your friends and family and just talk us up real good because, you know, yes. we're and really keep, awesome. And keep listening because <laughs> that's the best kind of support you yes. can give us. As always, thank you for listening and supporting us that way. And that's it. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. 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 See, I messed up that tune so badly. I was being (laughs) Halloween-y. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, (laughs) weenie. Shut up. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. listening to Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also, leave a review or share what movie you would like us to discuss. As always, thank you for listening.